Hey guys, welcome and welcome back. For those of you who are new, my name's Kaylee, and today I have some teenage activists with me, and they'll be joining me in discussing mobilizing and organizing in Idaho. So, would you guys like to introduce yourselves a little bit? Yeah, um, I'm Petra. I'm a sophomore at Boise High. I've been working with XR Youth Boise and the Boise High Green Club, um, and then Stronger Shines the Light Within to get out the vote, and then to also talk about um, how climate's going to affect us in Idaho and on a worldwide scale. That's awesome. Um, my name's Laura. I'm a sophomore at Boise High. Um, I'm part of the North or the Boise High Green Club, and I've been um, following Petra and Shiva and helping them with some of their um, protests and trying to keep up with all of the activism happening in Boise right now. Thank you. My name is Shiva Rajwandari. I'm the um, founder of Extinction Rebellion Youth Boise and the youth coordinator for Babe Vote, a nonprofit, nonpartisan voter registration initiative targeting young people. And I'm really big into the climate justice movement and making sure that everyone, including marginalized groups and young people, have their voices heard in our government. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. So, um, is it cool if I start off asking you guys some questions, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so how do we feel like with everything going on in the world currently, working on and like what you've been working on in terms of the activist you are has affected your mental health? I think that there's like two ends to the que- to that question. I okay. think in some ways it affects my mental health super positively because with COVID, activism is a chance to like hang out with my friends um, and like have like really cool conversations with my friends and that like is what I live for. Like that's fun- yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but burnout's real on another end um and sometimes I get tired and I just like it really does like drain you mm -hmm. after a while and just like keeping up with the news and keeping up with everything going on in the world sometimes you're just like damn I just want to like be in bed or I just want to like go watch a movie with my friends like and that's acceptable you have to like let that happen it's really fun we like love doing it and like participating but sometimes you get really excited and it takes all your energy and you don't notice it, and then you're like, one day, oh my god, I'm so drained. For real. I definitely agree. I think that activism, especially like climate activism, is a really great way to, I mean, a lot of people struggle with climbing, climate anxiety, and um, which, which is, you know, this fear of impending doom due to the climate crisis and ecological breakdown, which is affecting all of our lives, you know? And I think that climate activism is a way to kind of um, release that stress and release that anxiety um, by doing something good and um, by feeling like you're part of the solution at least a little bit. Um, But I think also, you know, organizing events and getting people together takes a lot of work. And on top of school and uh, sports, sometimes it can be really tiring and really draining. So I think that it's definitely important to, you know, Put yourself first and make sure that you have the mental space to heal your mind and, and body um, and rest. Um, Pedro sometimes says, oh, Shiva, you, I don't know how you ever sleep. And it's kind of true. I mean, I don't sleep as much when I'm planning events. Um, 
<laughs> Kaylee doesn't sleep yeah. either. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. yeah, and I also think that one of the more positive things about um, activism is just a feel with for like the community. I think it's a really important thing to be able to feel like you're making a difference, um, no matter what the difference is, if it's small or if it's like on a local level. And I think that's definitely a benefit, but you also have to look at the burnout side of things as well. And we talk about the concept a lot that like perfection's the em- enem- em- enemy. Enemy of yeah, the good. Um, perfection's the em- en- say enemy. Say Say the whole line for me. Perfection's the enemy of the good. Um, which I think is super important when you're organizing events. Um, it doesn't matter if it's perfect. Right. It matters that you all tried and showed up and did what you thought was important, what you thought was right and meant for that. Mm-hmm. And like putting yourself at a standard of perfection makes it impossible to be happy. It just makes you keep wanting to reach this impossible goal. And when you shouldn't, you should like build yourself up for that stuff. You shouldn't be like, oh my God, it wasn't perfect. You should be like, wow, I tried and I did something. Because doing something is a lot more than not doing something. Because realistically, starting is the hardest part. Because starting is when it's the easiest to quit. Like, you're not going to want to quit when you already have everything set up. Like, Shiva, Petra, it wouldn't be easy to just throw away Green Club. Right, because now we have people who are excited about it. You have stuff going on and you have commitment with it. Like, I couldn't just throw away this podcast. But when you're just starting it, it's like you can convince yourself, oh, yeah, no, like, it's okay. I don't need to. And maybe you guys have more... Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Maybe you have more insight into starting, Shiva, like how hard it is to get started. Yeah, I definitely agree that, um, that I mean, none of the actions that we've planned have ever been perfect. And we've always like met three hours later and, and been like, that was a total flop. How can we improve our next action? Um, but I think that that's like an important conversation. And I think that's like, that's almost like the regenerative culture of like the climate justice movement, which is, you know, you take a hit and then you move forward. Um, and you're still doing something really good. Um, I think from like a starting perspective, I don't think it's, it's not that difficult to start something once you, I mean, you have to take that initial energy and that initial like step. And that takes a lot of time and investment. But once you've got dedicated people who, you know, are like counting on you and, uh, and your organization to uh, feel better about, you know, their impact on, on the climate and then also to, like, do something good, I think that it's, it's really difficult to stop. So I think um, with and, – and Petra and I struggled with this initially where, you know, we didn't have this, like, support net where it was just me and her doing everything. Um, and we realized, hey, we need, like, more people in this so that more people can, like, do some of the work and um, carry some of the burden. And I think that's a, that that was a great step for both of us because uh, it meant we could it meant we could do more and sleep more. I feel like Alora and Kaylee are both like coming into leadership, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. Just did not do anything, not say anything. I was like, "Do not look at me, please, dear God." And then I like my mental health started deteriorating, and I was like, "No, this is not how it is going to be. I'm going to do something about it." I don't think that medications or like all the uh, you know what I'm talking about ways to cure mental health are right I think that you need to just try and learn about yourself and like normalize talking about things because if 
one problem, like other people are going to have that problem. So I was like, okay. And then I learned about it. And then I was like, wait, I want to talk about that. For real. <laughs> and, and then, I and then you started. Really you fast. did the hardest part. You started. Um, Alora, but, I haven't but had both of you figured are out as much as you guys yet. You guys have been doing it longer. I really don't. We think definitely haven't figured it we out. We don't have it figured out at all. <laughs> we fight. We fight the all the time. We, you should see the way we plan some of our actions. It's like, you know, we have to. We have this four-day window with, with without getting a permit, and and it'll be like the night before, and we'll be like, crap. We need to make all the signs. Go to the store. Buy some dye. That that's not the same thing. That's how that car accident happened. Was. You know, we, we didn't get to the sand until literally two hours before, and we were rushing on the freeway. Yeah, she oh my rushed God. the car. Yeah, I was there too. waiting, mm. and I saw them come Oh, Laura, will you tell us a little bit, like, and Kaylee, too, I feel like at our last action, both of you were, like, excited to be there and, like, really influencing, like, the culture of how it felt to be there because it was like a stressful yeah. moment with the cops and yeah. the militia but both no, of you were like we're badass bitches oh sorry <laughs> no you we're really cool um and we're here to make the energy better and just talk about like that a little bit yeah like i feel like when you're in a big group of people and they were trying to do something positive we were all trying to do something positive and then what are the people that are trying to like negatively impact us really gonna do and we know who i'm talking about the cops. Yes. And, and the I'm, militia. And I'm not trying to, like, start conflicts saying that. But, like, was it was really pointless how many were there. And the, like, distress against, like, what we were doing and the anger they, like, showed about what we were doing. Because it was so stupid. We weren't doing something negative or hurtful to anybody. So I don't think that that was necessary. And then... We're young people, like, trying to do something for the community. So I thought that that was really cool. So I was trying to, like... Be really positive and like woohoo because I feel like fake it till you make it. That's something my dad yeah, told me I, my entire. Life. I also think it's like a lot about perspective, and it's really easy to um, stop going to protests and like stop, um, stop like becoming an act an activist because of the negativity out there. And I think that if you turn it around. And you just turn it into a positive thing and you uplift others and you like kind of ignore all of the negative people, especially during that situation. Um, you can impact the others around to turn it into a positive thing as well. Yeah. Energy spreads to other people. So if I'm being like really negative and like, oh, I could just stay at home and not go. It's super easy to do that. And then let's say I'm hanging out with Petra and I'm like, dude, I don't really want to go to this. Should we just like stay order pizza and watch a movie then we could do that and it's super easy not to go and you're affecting like other people around you it's like you kind of have to convince yourself at first and it like becomes a habit and you like want to do it all the time yeah i agree um i i agree with the energy spreads thing and i think that especially pertains to protests because the energy of, like, the violent energy of the cops and of these armed 50-year-olds who are opposing us. And also recording us on, like, a live following us. Yeah, <laughs> they were following us around, like, with their cameras out. And then also <laughs> the energy of your peers who say, like, you can't change anything or who, like, call you loud. Yeah. The other day, I was really frustrated, actually, because there's so much hate. And Alora was with me for this, and she saw me. This was the angriest I think I've been in a really long time. I had to take a couple days to myself, actually, to recover. Which, if you need to, please do. 
Because, like, you will affect other people. Like, I was affecting, like, my friends and my parents. So I, like, went somewhere else and, like, recovered and made sure I felt better. Um, but people were, like, spreading so much hate. So I posted this long video of me talking. And I was like, I don't understand why teenagers are being so hateful. Like, we are old enough to understand this concept that, like, what we spread to other people, like, what we say makes a difference. How we make other people feel makes a difference. And I was really angered by that. And a lot of teenagers sent back in this really rude way, like, joking about it. And it's so pointless. I just don't understand. And that they put in the energy to watch the whole thing just yeah, to react negatively. You watch the entire thing <laughs> to listen to me talk about it. And then you had to say something negative? If you don't like it, get off. Right. Unadd me. I don't care. I definitely... I think that... Sometimes the, you know, I think we, we don't realize the power of, like, our words and our actions. And I think that's definitely true, like, from people who, you know, are afraid to start something. You know, they don't think that they will create change. And I think we're all here as a testament kind of to the fact that, yeah, we, like, it's pretty easy, actually, to, to get the attention of, of people in power and to, and to demand change. Um, but I think that people who, you know, hate on change makers and hate on people who are doing good things, I think that comes from a place of like weakness. You know, I'm unable to to do anything, so you can't be able to do anything too. And really That's both so of those are, are untrue. But um I mean that place of hate isn't it, I don't think it's malicious as much as it is um a place of weakness in ourselves. I think that Yeah. I really agree with what you're saying, Shiva. I've always like believed that judgment was internal fears of ours. So our judgment of others is like what we personally feel bad about and we're reflecting that on other people. So other people's negativity towards what you're doing and like the positivity or good things that you're trying to do for the community isn't a reflection of you or how you are or how like good you're doing it's a reflection of how they feel right for sure and i i mean this is kind of a question to everybody mobilizing is something we talk about a lot in activism work and that's when you inspire people to be leaders and you inspire people to show up for things um and sometimes turning those people who are maybe negative or jealous um into mobilized people um can be like hard work or impossible um and that and mobilization doesn't just happen in activism it happens in like interpersonal relationships too um yeah i think we've all seen that though i mean before a protest i know patrick and i were like we meet up and we're like well we just dm'd 20 people 10 of them responded and said they said they're coming let's dm 20 more tonight each um and i think also definitely like you kaylee have probably experienced that too with your podcast you know trying to get people to listen trying to get people to um self-promo yes (laughs) so i think i think that um definitely like that's probably like the hardest part of of being a change maker is it's kind of funny is getting people to to be interested um because there's so much like going around in our lives you know there's so many things there's so many opportunities and so we have to convince people to, to take our opportunity and to you know help help everyone succeed there's so much stuff to look at there's so much stuff to pay attention so pay attention to so you really have to be like the queen of self-promo like 
You're doing something. Talk about it. I think Kaylee's the queen of self-promo. I think Sheev and I are becoming the queens of self-promo. I think that we all I've always like, been the queen of self-promo. Actually, Shiva self-promo to Shiva's, the Huffington Post. Shiva self-promos so much. It's amazing. So... Yeah, and I definitely don't have experience, like, self... With, you know, like, self-promoting. But I definitely see, like, when you're passionate about something... Um, and it shows you, you know, the people that are meant to be part of your movement just follow. Okay, so when doing all of this, I kind of want to go back to talking about burnout. And because while Alora is talking, I really noticed Alora is amazing at taking time for herself when she needs to, especially in the school year. So Alora, can you talk about that? Because I feel like a lot of teenagers... Like, we have so much going on in our lives, and in school, we have a full day of stuff we have to do. So, um, let's talk about... Yeah, for sure. I think that really getting to know yourself and getting to know your limits um, socially and also, like, when you are um, an activist and you're trying to help your community and other friends as well, it's you have to realize that um, there's only so much you can do as a person and you have to know when and what your limits are and when you have to take time for yourself and like get back to what you love to do. And sometimes that is activism, but sometimes um, you just need to like sit down, have a cup of tea and just like read a book. And I think it just it stems from knowing yourself better and getting to know when you get anxious or stressed out or depressed as a result of you know going constantly so I think that's definitely something everyone can learn to navigate and it's super helpful and I think everyone has a pretty good idea but especially over quarantine I think the isolation really helps people understand what their limits are thank you so I agree. much I think especially when your your hobby is also like your work, which is often the case for your activism. And I mean, really, when you start anything that becomes some, somewhat of your passion, but also something that you really have to do. So I think it's difficult to step back and remember that you have other hobbies or, or that you like watching TV or taking naps. Um, <laughs> um, and I agree, though, that definitely over like that uh, three month quarantine. Um, I mean, which was really mentally difficult for a lot of people. I think we were able to like face ourselves and yeah. realize, you know, who we really are. And I think there's a level of like internal activism almost yeah. around taking care of yourself. Um, because especially as high school students, we're pushed to this narrative that we have to be like doing so many things at once. 4.0 GPA right. in a bunch of clubs, taking sports, like perfect in everything million hours of volunteer work club oh uh-huh and that we're pushed this narrative that like like that success is when you fit into the system and you do all the things the system tells you to do um and saying like fuck it to the system and like taking a nap is activism you know do I, what you want right it's and i think that's time. valuable um, Shiva, you talked about climate anxiety in the past and for some of our listeners that may not know what that is can you explain climate anxiety for us a little bit yeah so climate anxiety is this like fear and angst that is created by the impending doom of the climate crisis and ecological breakdown 
And it kind of manifests itself in, in many ways. Uh, for some people, it's, it's kind of like a paralyzing fear where you feel like really scared to even do anything. Um, so, and, and that, that's kind of probably the worst manifestation of, of it because that means you're not doing anything to, to stop that anxiety. Um, for others, it's, um, just kind of a cynical, um, you know, we're all going to die anyway, um, kind of outlook, which is also pretty negative just because it, it's, it's another excuse just not to do anything. Um, and I think the way to best combat climate anxiety is to take action. Um, and even just small actions, um, something like coming to a rally or, or writing a letter to your elected officials, that can really help uh, mitigate your, your angst, at least for, for the time being. And, and while you're doing that, you're creating positive change, even if it's really small, um, because every individual voice makes a really big difference. Um, and one thing that you have to remember kind of is that we're all human and we all, um, we all contribute to, to the climate crisis. We all have like greenhouse gas emissions. We all have, you know, we all live in these big houses and run the heat too much maybe. And sometimes we, uh, buy clothes that aren't thrift, um, or weren't sustainably sourced, um, we drive our cars, but really individual Gina actions. uses giant ass Starbucks cups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Those are usable. But really uh, individual actions. Have you throw them away. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, during COVID, okay, okay, see, exactly. But um, what what this focus, you know, on on individual action that has been kind of channeled by previous like Earth Day, you might have gone to like an Earth Day thing when you were five or something, and they said, oh, reduce, reduce, recycle. Really, that does nothing. That is squat. Um, the people who are fueling the climate crisis are fossil fuel executives and politicians funded by big money corporations and, and banks. Um, so you shouldn't feel guilty about your impact on, on the environment because really it is so small. It is so small. Um, the big things that are contributing to the climate crisis are and, and perpetuating our, our dependence on fossil fuels are fossil fuel executives themselves. Um, and that's not to say that's not to say that you shouldn't like recycle or that you shouldn't uh, you know turn down the heat and um, buy less clothes. But it's to say that like that um, when when you do those things it's not so much that you're helping the environment, but that you're creating an economy of, of demand for, you know, climate solutions. So when you purchase um, sustainable products, what it, it doesn't act like, it doesn't actually save the planet, but what it does do is it, it shows the investors in, in those sustainable companies that people are interested in sustainability. And that, um, that itself is, is almost a form of protest against, the establishment of fossil fuel corporations and big money politicians. Um, so don't feel guilty about about your impact on on climate change, um, but definitely take action, take systemic action. Write to your lawmakers, attend a protest, and that will help. That will help calm you down um, with all that's going on in the world, climate related and otherwise. So my definition of climate anxiety is just like that general feeling of doom around 
like, oh my God. everything going on in the world. My world has been filled with so many toxic, toxic chemicals and trash that it's going to burst into a giant ball of flames one day. And I'm on it right now. And I'm young. And I'm living here. And sometimes people don't have rights or don't feel like they can talk. And it's like, oh, we're in control. Like, this is our earth. There's no one that's going to come save it for us. So it's kind of like... It's that, that doom and that responsibility, too. But it's like Shiva was saying. It's not all on us, but it is like we are still here and it's something we have to live for. So I do see the anxiety part. But I think that with the uncertainty from the future for our planet, because we are its future, and we could have a positive or negative effect on it, honestly. And it all depends on how we perceive that. So I think, like the little things, I know how Shiva said, like, it doesn't actually make a difference, but it shows these corporations that this is what people want. Like, doing small things, recycling, maybe buying stuff that's better for the environment, reusing. Um, Like me, I'm a vegetarian because, personally, I think meat, um, the production and process gives us so much greenhouse gases, it's insane. Uh, And that's definitely the number one thing you can do. And, like, I've been a vegetarian for almost a year, a little over a year now. And, like, I don't remember the exact number, but it said it saved, like, this much water and, like, stopped this much greenhouse gas. It's just if one person does it for a year. So then it's, like, think about it. All the people that do it kind of acts Well, it sends a message. It sends a message to cattle ranchers and and to, um, you know, these, like, McDonald's and, and telling them that, they need to raise their beef and they need to raise their, their animal products sustainably and ethically. And that also they need to come up with vegetarian alternatives to make it possible for more people to go vegetarian. I actually... Um, and Kaylee, I, I have a question for you. How did, since you went vegetarian and since you started attending, um, you know, these climate events, how has that manifested in, like, your ability to cope with the climate crisis, if at all? Honestly, before, I didn't know much about it. I was, like, really just... I needed to be enlightened on what was happening in the world. And then, um, people like you guys, and actually paying attention and educating myself really opened my eyes. And then I was like, okay, what are some things? And my mom is actually a vegetarian. Um, so that was like, oh, wait, maybe that, like... And then through school, we learned about it, and I was like the world is affected by so many things. And that was one thing. So that started that. And then you could see it on the news and what was happening throughout COVID. Um, And I think that was something really big that I saw that influenced me to actually pay attention and care because you just need something to like show you that you should care. And I think the other end of climate anxiety for me is actually anger. So there's the responsibility part where I feel anxious because I feel responsible for my planet. And then there's the angry part where I feel like the people before me me who were responsible, like totally fucked it up, especially with electing Trump. I'm like mad at adults that like that happened, you know, I'm mad that like just common sense. I feel like it's just like what I was saying earlier in the video, common sense. Why are people spreading hate? Why do people think everyone is not the same and everyone is equal? Why do people think that this is okay and that we don't need to save the world? 
because it's pending doom. And I think emotions like anxiety are not productive. They really stress you out and do more damage than good. And sometimes I think anger could really be, like, a good feeling. Like, anger has pressed me to do so much more. Because when I'm angry, it makes me want to do change. And this is something I strongly believe, that sometimes when, like... um. Sometimes we you gotta need get to good feel, angry, right? Yeah, sometimes you have to get good angry. You have to feel uncomfortable because if you're not uncomfortable, you're not gonna see a reason for needing adjustment. And yeah, then once sure. you're to this point where you're so uncomfortable, it kind of matters that you make other people feel that uncomfortable too. And that's why I like talking about like this stuff. And then there's online. the other side of it where you decide that anger and anxiety isn't it, and you, like, focus on empowerment and focus on, like... Love, love. and happiness. But first you have to, like... And activism, activism is all of those things. Activism is responsibility and guilt. Activism is anger. Activism is love. And you have to kind of, like, be very intentional about the channels you work through um, and how it affects people. And we were talking about energy before, how it affects people's energies and how it affects the energy of your movement. Exactly. But one thing that the climate the climate movement, uh, the climate justice movement has been really good at is, I mean, you talked about empowering Petra. I think that there are so many outlets for people of different talents to come into this movement and to make real change. I mean, we we need artists, we need leaders, we need speakers, we need you know video makers, we need podcast listeners, we need we need everybody. We need big money donors. We need everybody in this movement to make to make change. And I think everyone's talents and everyone's abilities, we can meet them where they are. And not only can... Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you so much, Shiva, Petra, and Alora. I will link everything of your guys' anchoring clubs down below. Remember to subscribe to be notified whenever these episodes are posted. And remember, I love you.